Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Hey guys, I wanted to pop in to let you know that we are gifting the first 100 people who leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts a dope melanin and miles enamel pin. You can wear this pin on your jacket, add it to your backpack, or on your luggage. All you have to do is leave a review and claim your thank you gift at melaninandmiles.com slash pin. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. Today we want to get into language barriers and the challenges you have with languages while traveling. Not being fluent in a language shouldn't discourage you from traveling to a new place. So we really want to share how we deal with language barriers and then give tips on like key phrases to know when traveling, the best apps to use when learning a new language and classroom versus immersion learning. Great. (laughs) Hey Joy. (laughs) Hey girl. How do you deal with like language barriers if you're about to go on a quick trip and they speak a completely different language like what's your go-to plan or strategy yeah so I feel like if it's a quick trip like maybe a week I don't really take it that seriously just because like can do things like getting a guide or having a lot of like hotels especially if you're going somewhere like tropical might have hotel transfers like from the airport so like I remember when I went to Italy I don't speak Italian but Spanish is very close so I can still like kind of talk people but the main thing in Italy was like we figured out a way to get to our Airbnb once we got off the flight and we got like a discount with like one of the drivers and that was good because there are four of us so we like would have either had to get like a larger Uber or just do use one of the drivers and also kind of just knowing like key phrases maybe having them like on my phone you can like save like key phrases and put them on your like home screen for while you're there so what 
if you like forget how to say something that or maybe just like seeing if there's anyone in the room who speaks English if you really just don't have time to be experimenting with languages. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely go through the same thing, especially the key phrases, just because like I don't want to seem like completely disrespectful and just like go in speaking (laughs) like American, being an American, speaking English, just being loud or whatever. That's my dad. (laughs) (laughs) But I try to learn at least like a couple things. And actually, we should just get into like what are the top 10 phrases that like we think we should know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll list five and you can list five. So I think hello, goodbye, like greetings. Just know how to say hi because that could just be a way to know, prove that you're trying to learn even if you know nothing. So knowing how to like greet people and say goodbye. Also knowing how to say like please and thank you because people are going to be doing things for you, especially if you don't speak the language. People are going to probably be doing favors for you to help you get around. Also, where's the bathroom? Just because you might go into restaurants, you might be in your hotel or just anywhere and you need to figure out how to get to the bathroom. And usually in like public places like museums or like tours, they will speak English. But if you don't speak English that well and you're just speaking another language, maybe kind of figuring out how to ask these things are more helpful. Next, I have where is blank? So in addition to where's the bathroom, maybe just knowing the phrase like where is and then like where is an ATM? Where is the metro? Like all of that stuff, you're going to be asking where things are all the time, especially if you're doing like touristy thing, you're like trying to get to the Eiffel Tower or something and you just need a local to help you get to where it is. And then if you ask someone that, you have to know what their response means. So a lot of the time with like phrases, just like learn how to say it. But then when the person responds, you're like, uh, I don't know what that means. So like, especially for where is, you want to know what it means when the person says, oh, it's to the left or to the right or straight forward or it's back three blocks. So if you can kind of, if you have the language skills, try to figure out what the responses might be and learn what it means. Yeah. And then also like if you're a shopper, like me and Joy definitely are, you might want to know how to say like how much is and like whatever you're trying to buy. Like if you know, like you always get like a certain souvenir, you might want to like learn how to say that word. Like I always get a shot glass everywhere I go. So like I try to figure out how to say shot glass, like Mm -hmm. every (laughs) language for every place I go to. And then also just like some emergency words, just in case like, no, something goes wrong, like know how to say like help or like the hospital or like the police, like in case like literally anything could go wrong. One time, like I had lost my phone in Thailand and I had to like go to a police station and like file a report for it. And like I had to figure out like how to like say like what the police station was (laughs) and like that language. So like, it's always like super helpful. Also like knowing how to say like your favorite food. So like when you go to restaurants, like you can always like ask for it pretty easily. And then like, usually like they are like nicer to you if they see you're attempting to like speak their language and not like come in speaking English. Also, you want to know how to say um, allergies, any allergies that you may have or like illnesses or food illnesses that you may have. So just in case you're at a restaurant, you can explain. Another cool one to learn how to say is just like alcohol, beer, wine, because usually when you're on vacation, you know, you want to indulge. So amen to that. Amen to that. Right. (laughs) So just learn how to say like basic things like your favorite drinks or whatever, and somebody will help you out there. And then also, (laughs) this is funny, you might want to also learn how to say I like you or I like this certain things, you know, if you're 
trying to find a man. I like Ooh. you. You're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> if you're tr- if you're trying to say like I really like the food at this restaurant, you can learn how to say that and then compliment the cook or whatever. It's like yeah, those are some good ones. So yeah, obviously if you forget how to say things, it's normal. You might have to be there longer than like a couple days for you to even like catch on. Also, just like oops. Also, <laughs> locals will probably give you some help. I know, especially in the Caribbean or anywhere there's black people, people are so friendly and they're willing to help you kind of get to know the slang, get to know the culture and all of that great stuff. Yeah. So I know this happens to me a lot when I'm traveling, but a lot of people will pretend that they don't speak English. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell me about it. Like France, like literally just don't go to France if you want to have any <laughs> sort of like self-respect left after you leave. <laughs> like in France, they will shit on your whole life. You'll say something in French like croissant and they'll be like I don't understand and then you'll be like croissant and they'll be like oui or they'll still be like I don't understand and then like the person next to you who's like from France will be like croissant and they'll be like yes madame here's your croissant oh my god yeah like in Austria when I went one time we had stopped in like one of those convenient shops like basically a corner store or whatever just to get like some water and we had asked the person at the the front like the checkout spot just for some quick directions to get to a place you're trying to get to and they looked at us and told us the price of how much the water was in English and then when they came to the directions they said they didn't speak English oh my gosh yeah (laughs) so I've definitely been in situations where they try to act like they don't speak but this has only happened to me really in Europe it hasn't happened to me outside of Europe so I don't know if that's just a thing yeah hello especially in Europe I feel like there's so many travelers from the U.S. and just English-speaking countries where if I worked at a restaurant, I would probably be very annoyed of just tourists not knowing how to say anything. Yeah, <laughs> and Like on a daily basis, being with people who probably didn't care to try. So I could see how you could that, but also that's just rude. Like don't work in the industry if you don't yeah. want to deal with people <laughs> who are like just trying to have a vacation. Yeah, for sure. So moving forward, we are just going to list out a couple of tools for learning a language if you like never taken a class or anything we there's a few apps so if you just don't if you just want to know what how to say something and like plug it in and it spits it out there's google translate which is an app and you just basically type in what you want to say in your language and then you choose the language you want to translate it to and it will tell you what that is and you can like play an audio sample of the pronunciation a similar app is iTranslate. i like i translate a little bit better just because i find the translations would be more accurate because I have already taken Spanish. I kind of know what to expect from the translation, but sometimes I just double checking on grammar or something like that. And also an app for actually getting to learn the language probably at like a level one, like an introductory level class and like moving up is Duolingo. So if you kind of want to learn how to start like saying vocab and starting to say basic sentences, Duolingo is good. I find that 
I feel like if I first started learning a language on Duolingo, I don't know how proficient I would be just because I feel like the strategy to getting to know the language is kind of random. Like the first word you learn, I think is like Apple or something. And it's like weird. So I don't know how effective it is, but I just know it's like one of the top apps. So next we want to get into learning a new language, whether it's in a classroom or through immersion. And we'll go into the pros and cons for both. So I'm going to start off with the classroom. It has several pros. Like you can easily learn the grammar. It goes at an easy pace. You get good feedback on incorrect vocab and grammar and learn how to write, read, talk and listen all of those strategies in a whole new language. But there is a con. It takes longer to learn these languages. I had taken Spanish in high school and in college for like all years that I've been into in both. So that's like a total of eight years. And that's just like a really long time to learn a language when I had lived in Spain for like two and a half months or three months months over the summer and I learned Spanish like way more quickly Mm. being like immersed in it so that is like one like major con and then also just doing it through classwork is expensive like you have to pay tuition if you go to like a private high school you have to pay for tuition as well so that can be a lot yeah and even if you're just like taking a class like in your community like probably still have to pay you have to pay to like it whether it's one-on-one or like learning in a group like if you are only going once a week like you're it's going to take so long to learn versus if you're like immersed which we're going to move into next like if you're immersed you're going to be in it like every day so when we studied abroad we were in Spanish speaking mode for weeks and weeks and weeks so really are at an accelerated pace and also when you're immersed you can learn the slang so since you're around locals you can kind of learn like how people talk in that particular country Um, and you can kind of start to differentiate how people talk in different areas of that country country. Like you got to think of it like the U.S. Like people from New York don't talk like people from Alabama and they don't talk like people from L.A. So different areas of each country is going to have different ways of talking and being immersed. You can really start to really understand that versus in a classroom. I feel like you can't really grasp that those differences. Also pro about immersion is your listening and speaking skills really improve like way quicker and it's cheaper in the sense that you don't have to pay for classes but you know you do have to pay to get to the country and like stay there for an extended period of time and then a con is that it can be hard to keep up and it can feel overwhelming and you can get discouraged because people talk fast people might talk might talk with thick accents and they regular people aren't teachers like they might not be that well at teaching you the language especially if they don't speak your language so you really have to learn from just being in that situation yeah so I personally prefer immersion but the best way to learn a language like I guess the quickest way and easiest way is to kind of find a happy medium between classroom and immersion and a good way to do that is just to try to be around people who are better than you at the language I know like Joy had an experience with like being in high school do you want to talk about that? Yeah I feel like in high school classes like when you're all in like Spanish one like nobody knows anything so when you're like put in a group to like talk to each other everyone's just like I don't know how to say this versus I remember I went to Brazil and we did like a thing with Portuguese speaking students and us and like we like the Portuguese students didn't know any English and we didn't know any Portuguese and so we spent like 30 minutes talking in each language and like it was just a great way to practice and they could offer immediate feedback tell us what we're doing right wrong like if we sounded weird it was just like way more valuable than being sitting around a bunch of people who didn't know how to speak. Yeah that's like the perfect happy medium like you were with locals as long and with like people that didn't know the language and you're like in a classroom setting. Mm -hmm. Okay and 
then yeah and then I'd say like after as far as like having that happy medium you know do a mix of the two things that we talked about like use apps go to events you can watch TV shows with subtitles like I think the key about learning languages is like make it as good of a mixture as possible because like when you're learning your first language you know you're doing all of these things like you're talking you're trying to talk you're messing up you have your surroundings you're reading subconsciously like things around you the signs so you have to like kind of mimic that process as much as possible and the last tip we have is just like brush up on your grammar every once in a while like for me like being in Spain like I feel like I got so used to just speaking and then like my grammar is probably so horrible now just because I haven't reviewed it in a while and like some areas of grammar you don't use as much like you might only talk in a couple of tenses and then you might want to you know expand on like how you talk just so you can sound a little bit more complex and not like a third grader all the time so I'd say like definitely brush up on your grammar your vocab always continue learning new words and you know continue like reading different things watching shows and staying updated with like then stuff in that language was there anything else you had about finding a happy medium I think you covered a good amount of it (laughs) Great. great yeah so I think this is wrapping up our episode about languages make sure you look at the show notes so you can check out some of the apps we mentioned and all the tips and we will talk to you in our next episode of melanin and miles thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you enjoyed this episode make sure you're subscribed to receive new episodes every tuesday and leave a positive review on apple Podcasts. we also love to talk to you guys on social media so share a screenshot of this episode to your instagram stories tagging at melanin and miles to start chatting with us